Hello, everybody, and welcome back to OMB Reviews. I am the critic who is a cynic, and welcome to the March Chosen of Valhalla live stream for members on Patreon, Subscribestar, etc. It is episode 423 of the Welcome to Asgard podcast. Hope everyone is having a beautiful Saturday morning, especially if you are in the Mississippi area, the Tennessee area. Um, any of the areas that were impacted by the major storms last night, uh, please know that thoughts and prayers are heading your way. Uh, got the notifications in the middle of the night about tor tornado warnings, and I know that there's a couple of channels that do weather and follow weather analysis, um, and uh, you know we're covering the, the storms as they were coming through. So prayers out to anyone who has been impacted by those things. And of course, a uh, huge shout out to all of the chosen members, uh, those who are here and those that were not able to. We are now joined by another chosen member, show it, showing up fashionably, uh, fashionably late, but that's okay. Uh, we're just jumping in. So we're just jumping into things. We just started. So uh, make sure that you smash the like button, laugh the fire button, Odyssey, smash the rumble button as well. And yes, blessed Saturday, blessed feast of the Annunciation of Our Lady. And we'll go ahead and introduce the chosen that are with us today. Uh, starting off first with the K-Man. K-Man, how you doing, brother? I'm doing good. I'm just glad I'm finally able to get out here. Yes, absolutely. Uh, for 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 those that are maybe new or haven't been uh, for the chosen streams in a while, uh, K Man has been has been running away from us every every month. It seems like he's always been trying to plan things, and um, but I, I'm very thankful he was able to be able to join us today. You know, terrible circumstances as as to why with the storms. You know, uh, you know, canceling a game he was going to go to, but still. Uh, Happy to have you here. How you how you been in general though? Things been going well. Yeah. Been doing a lot better. Uh, kind of down for a while there uh, with work and a few other personal things, but I definitely uh, bounced back. Yeah. All right. Well, good to hear, man. And we'll of course talk about what you've been up to and see if if you've been watching anything or any media or just anything in general you want to talk about for for those that are new to the chosen stream chosen stream is an opportunity for my chosen members to not just for us to have conversation and have a lot of fun but also uh for them to be able to share and talk about really whatever it is that they want to talk about and k man it's been a while <laughs> and uh, <laughs> uh so we'll, we'll we'll again try to catch up with everything you've been uh what you've been up to and uh today we are also joined uh by someone else who is it's also been a little while uh he's been in the chat but uh, it's been a while since he's been able to make it to the Chosen stream. Glad to have him back. Matt317. Matt, what's going on, brother? Very good, Odin. How are you good. doing tonight? I'm doing fine. I'm doing fine. I, uh, I, I, I've been planning. I was waiting for the weather to get warm. And so I've been planning uh, you know, to try to see if my hose from my backyard could reach my... Because I'm like on a hill. So my backyard's actually on like the first floor. And my first floor... I mean, on my... like basement it's hard to describe but let's just say there's a lot of distance between my actual like street level uh first floor and where my backyard is and so there's like a giant deck and i've been planning to you know clean my dogs for a long time give them give them a bath because it's probably been and i'm, I'm gonna be honest here I've, I've been a terrible doggy parent it's probably been like well over a year since they've had a bath so it's, it's been a long time coming and uh we've been waiting just for oh. the weather to to warm up and I was like, you know what? Normally we, we try and do it like in the shower and it just gets messy and disgusting. So I was like, maybe I'd do it on the deck, just get the hose up. And I was like, you know, getting the string and I was like, oh, look at this. It works. And, uh, you know, it's definitely good. But it's also like, oh, the dogs are just running around the deck now and uh, try to keep up with them. But 
anyway, so other than that, uh, you know, had a otherwise relaxing Saturday uh, with with the little one. But how's your Saturday going? Oh, doing pretty good too. Just doing some chores around the house, okay. mostly some laundry. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Getting the uh, getting some stuff taken care of. Uh, some uh, doing some real back room reorganization. Okay. Section right over here is kind of a mess with books and yeah, like games and movies uh, moving around on on the shelves. Okay. All right. How do you organize? Are you an alphabetical organizer or are you like to you have your own system? I have my own system. Nice. Where, uh, well, essentially the games behind me are all like uh, sort of high priced, like collectors, collectors games now. Mm. And then for everything else, including from books, comics, movies, games, Music, both vinyl and CD. Nice. Having to uh, organize via medium and then also uh, case size. Nice. So, and then work my way al- alphabetically via, via case size as well, just in case. Like, there's a bulky, like, collector's edition or season box set. Oh, yeah of something that where it overshadows one other piece of like game or Mm -hmm. regular size blu-ray or dvd and so i I could probably share pictures some other time okay yeah idea okay yeah you're in the midst of organizing it's like i don't want to send pictures i'm in the process of organizing and i want to make sure it looks good oh yeah and then i was going to get another shelf from i guess from walmart to get a Maybe just for uh, both for media and for a few figures that and uh, pieces of art that I was going to put on on the shelves, nice. but also uh, frame on the walls too. Mm-hmm. I could share pictures of that some other time too. Okay, nice. Yeah, I'm I I'm kind of boring with my uh, Blu-ray collection. I do mine just alphabetical, so like the numbers then going into everything else. <laughs> but I do do the same thing like where I get the like special editions out of the way because. Those obviously take up space. So yes. I've got Love just... the Deep Space Nine. Oh yeah. Pretty Shout out there. to so I've I, I I last time and I think I corrected this corrected this, but I think I gave the, the shout out to Bruce. But this one is actually from Laura. And I know that I've shouted her out before, but shout out to Laura. She's in the chat. Um sent me that one. And then up here, you can actually see kind of a little bit of it. These are a couple of ships from uh Deep Space Nine from Bruce. Uh, oh, so I, I can see both. the Defiant up there as well. Yep. Vaguely. Yep. Mm-hmm. You have a good eye. Uh, yes. Yeah. But everything's been going well with you? Oh, yes. Good. Also, uh, have been building some models, too. Mostly, nice. uh, I built a little bit of a uh, Hawker Supermarine Spitfire. Okay. Right here that's sort of in the middle of painting. Okay. And now, I'm, also... I'm terrible with planes. So, is that like a current military plane? No, or is World that like a War classic? II. World War II. Okay. Britain. Gotcha. Nice. And then also some Gunpla as well. Okay. Like recently built this, uh, the ga- gal from okay. MSOA team. Okay. You know, HG scale. Nice. Like HG grade. Like one, 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 uh, 
one forty fourth scale. Okay. Nice. So yeah, it's a Galf from MSO eight team. Okay. It was the OVA that came out in like the mid nineties. Set set them back here, or I'll just put them back. Okay. Yeah, I don't think I've. I don't know if I've ever. Have you mentioned that before? Mentioned that show before? Yes. Yeah. Because I the the design looks very familiar, but I I think I had said even then that I don't think I'd ever actually like seen the show itself. Oh um, yeah, it's a spinoff. Okay. Of like the main uh, Universal Century timeline. Okay. Okay. Nice. That came out decades after the original. Which, speaking of which, I finished watching the original Mobile Suit Gundam from 1979. Nice. Yeah. Were you just starting that the last time that we yes. talked? Okay. I'd already was already familiar with the stuff that happened in it, but hadn't really watched it all and for myself until yeah. now. And I can honestly say, yeah, it's definitely like it's uh like I could definitely see why it's a uh, classic and mm-hmm. like a staple of anime. Yeah. Especially in Japanese like pop culture today. Yeah. In fact, I also uh oh, nice. added some ba- a uh, base for uh, both of my existing Oh, that looks cool. like HD scale. Got Char Zaku right there. Okay. And then also RX-782. Nice. And is that from, that's from the add- original series? Yes. Okay. Can I say the one on the right looks very like to my right, uh, the white one looks familiar to me. Yes, RX seventy eight too. Yeah, he's essentially like the uh, most iconic. Okay. Well, I say he, but it's a robot. I mean, yeah. <laughs> I mean, Amaro is a guy. He follows yeah. it. And there you go. It's pretty much a yeah, like a staple of Japanese pop culture. Yeah. To where uh, you saw that they built that life size. Like uh, fully operational, well, not fully operational, but operational version of it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I think I did because I just remember seeing an article where it was like this giant. <laughs> they are like, oh my goodness! Imagine if they ever were able to somehow get the technology going where people could actually, uh, you know, utilize those. Well, things. I mean, there's an argument with mechs in general, mm-hmm. to where yeah. uh, there's a lot of moving parts mm-hmm. and. Just like in the human body, and parts break down, mm-hmm. and I guess there's a lot of arguments. Oh, nice, Bruce. Yeah, oh. like it's just uh, arguments regarding nice. fun- functionality, and well, would they actually be effective in real life? Yeah, I mean, uh, you just have to watch uh, Empire Strikes Back. <laughs> Remember the Adats being taken down by the. Uh, Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Speeders. That's right. Some say that would be Just dope. with some towing cable. Yes. To where uh, tanks, like real-life tanks, probably mm-hmm. could do the same thing. Mm-hmm. And they could still go up anything. Yeah. Well, plus, I mean, there's always the... It's I don't know if there's been, like, video footage of it or reports of it, but uh, with tanks, you know, people just running up to them and then just popping up the top and you know throwing a grenade in or something <laughs> oh yeah no i meant like uh, a tank going up like oh a steep okay line yeah yeah yeah, yeah going anywhere yeah nice and uh yeah just stuff yeah that's what i've been watch watching as far as anime goes okay nice yeah, we'll probably catch up on uh 
Zeta Gundam, which is next in the series like timeline, okay. but that's not on Crunchyroll, so I'm having mm-hmm. to hunt down the Blu-ray. Oh yeah, <laughs> and since those are a little pricey, yeah, those can be harder to find. Oh, it's not, it's hard, not easy. It's hard, easy to find. It's just well, pr- a little bit pricey for some yeah. reason. Well, so that's what I mean. Because remember, difficulty is not necessarily just you know availability, but also uh, pricing. It's 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 like for me with movies. Sometimes I remember I almost pulled the trigger on a Blu-ray version of Apocalypto uh, because it was out of print, and I luckily didn't because it eventually got re-released. And mm-hmm. so anyone who spent crazy money for the first initial release, I feel it's like oh, had you just hold, held on for a little bit, you could have gotten it at a decent price. Yes. Oh man, we'll, we'll come back though, of course, and and talk about the show and and anything else that you've also been been watching. And thank you for for being here. I think Laura uh, will be joining us a little bit a uh, little bit later, and um, when she can. And yeah, thank y'all both for being here. Let's say hello to the people in the chat, and then we'll we'll just uh, start to go through and see what y'all have uh, been up to. So of course, the K man is in the chat. Little chat section right there. Snow poop is Cuber. What's going on? How are Holman and other quitters? What's going on? M. Tack Shark, what's up, says, Happy Saturday, all. We wait patiently at the gate of Asgard. Well, thank you. Appreciate your patience. Uh, GMonkey76, hail to you. Great Wuda. What is going on? Uh, Tina B., Empress of the Universe. Tina, thank you for stopping by today. She wanted to say hello. About to fix herself some lunch. Might be back later. Hope you are doing well. Just know that everyone's showing love to you in the chat, as uh, Bruce has the the hearts being shown there. Um, let's see. We got Matt three one seven, of course, also doing chatception right there. Hi, everybody. <laughs> uh, let's see. Da, 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 All right, there is Laura, the modern major general, uh, going Hello. to have to hang out in the chat. Uh, keep trying to feed the puppies second and third breakfast. Oh man. Woof. Uh, that's rough. Yeah, because I mean, yeah, dogs, unfortunately, you know, I'm sure they would be incredibly happy if they're anything like my dogs, where they're just like, I will eat anything at all times and I can perpetually hungry, but they're not hobbits and they're not supposed to. Give me all the time. Give me five walks. Or exactly. <laughs> they are not supposed to be like that. <laughs> <laughs> all right. We got uh, Orange Air Reviews. What's going on, good sir? Thanks for hey being here. Uh, and of course, Make sure everyone in the chat, make sure you behave with the orange hat around because he has the permissions of of the mod, of the wrench, and he will drop the hammer on anyone who misbehaves. Jeff, what is going on? Welcome. JRR24, bonjour from Louisiana. What's going on? JRR24, my home state. And let's see, your average patriot nerds in the chat. The Morak also in the chat as well. And of course, Bruce in the chat. So I just watched the newest chapter of RWBY. Yang and Blake finally confess their love for each other and kiss. Oh, oh. I don't know anything about the show. So Ruby. I assume that's a big, big uh, thing yeah. to happen in the story. <laughs> I've got a long history with Rooster Teeth and Ruby. Oh, okay. So I know exactly what he's referring to. Okay. Gotcha. Very Shipping. nice. <laughs> oh okay oh don't you just love it when when there's shipping going on in shows it's always the best yeah though like <sighs> i'm not the best person to ask about ruby posts volume five so 
Okay. That's so I just know that's been a thing for a long time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, Bruce is laughing. Uh, and then Laura says, I just rewatched Apocalypto spelling. Yeah, it's a little bit different spelling, but that's okay. Uh, great movie. It is. I, it's another uh, Mel Gibson film, and it is very well done. It's, for me, a film that I appreciate it because it is well done. At the same time, I also I, I don't see myself rewatching it probably anytime soon. Um, just because it is definitely a much more difficult film to watch mm-hmm. just because of the subject matter and, and some of the scenes, but, uh, it's very, and I like, of course, Mel Gibson has his typical like touch and flair in it. Um, you know, ending with the Christians coming, uh, mm-hmm. in, in the boats and Based. you know, everything that you've ever, like everything you've seen with the human sacrificing, you're just like, Oh, I see what you're doing there. Mel Gibson. Uh, yeah, very based, very, very based. All right, so Zakay man, what you been up to? What you want to talk about today? Uh, I guess uh, talk about a couple of movies that I've uh, seen. Uh, okay. Also seen a, I didn't know about until I came across it on Tubi, but apparently back in 2011 they had a mini series based around the Clue uh, board game. A mini series? Oh, I didn't know that either. Uh, it was a five-part miniseries. Each one was about five. Uh, uh, yeah, it was about five episodes. Each one about thirty minutes long. Okay. Uh, it dealt mainly with a uh, a group of kids trying to solve a mystery. Okay. Interesting. Uh, and they uh they went a. It was kind of all right. Uh, I mean, I, I get that. It was mostly targeted towards kids, so mm-hmm. that could have been one reason why it wasn't like high level as far as like what I normally would watch. But mm-hmm. uh, yeah, it, uh, basically, what they did is they took elements of the game and incorporated into the thing because like you didn't actually have kids named like Professor Plum or anything like that. What they did is they did stuff like you had one kid that went to a school mm-hmm. named the Plum Institute. And so mm. he got the nickname Professor Plum because he was a smart one out of the group. And they did the stereotypical jock, smart guy, flirt, stuff like that with each character. Yeah. Yeah, I'm looking at the, yeah, these character names. So Seamus, Whitney yeah. Burroughs, <laughs> Agnes Peabody, Liz Hanley, Dimitri Grant. Gosh. It's like they could have at least, you know, kind of tried to, you know, <laughs> have their, you know, I don't know. I mean, because I am still, of course, a very uh, big fan of, of the classic film version of yeah. of the game. It's just it's just so much fun. Um, but yeah, I'm already looking at this picture right here and I'm like, oh, that's actually I feel like this is I'm almost ahead of its time in certain regards. Because coming out 2011, I would have expected this to be like a 2016 product. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> diversity. I think, I think if they probably would have waited a few more years and kind of ironed out some of the kinks in it, then it probably could have turned out to be a pretty decent like weekly show type deal. Because mm-hmm. you can see that that's what they actually want to do with it, like, they wanted to do a mini series hoping that it would catch on and then they could continue on because they pretty much left the ending to where it was an ending. But mm. if they wanted to continue on, they could. 
Oh, okay, okay. So kind of one of those like open-ended endings. Yeah. Oh boy. <laughs> uh, but overall, you thought it was just—you thought it was okay. Did you? Did you like it? Or yeah, pr- pretty much. Uh, considering when it was made and what the target audi- audience was, I would probably myself. I'd probably give it maybe it a, a B. Okay. All right. Definitely not as bad as one would suspect for <laughs> the description. Uh, you know, or the, like just the basic knowledge that we have of the show itself. So, mm-hmm. okay. Yeah, it, it was just corny in the way that they did everything. Cause like you have like, like you had one kid that played some video game that had the word mustard in it. And so that's how they incorporate Colonel Mustard. Cause it was like a, <laughs> Oh, the, the, the game was supposed to be some type of war game that uh so it, so once they found out that he that he played that game they's always calling him colonel mustard and stuff like that oh, gosh and of course uh, had, i guess i guess uh, how it could be entertaining you know like you're just like you get to the point where they start to make the connections with the characters and you're just like, Oh, real I can see how that could be actually a lot of fun. <laughs> and then you had like, whenever they fighting off the, uh, what you would consider the bad guys at a show, you have somebody pick up a red pipe and hit one of the bad guys in the back of the head. And they're like, yeah, so-and-so did it in, in the hallway with the lead pipe. <laughs> it just, it just kind of like out of nowhere. Uh, phrase and then, and then just so on the nose. <laughs> yeah. Any uh, anyone named Green, like a preacher's uh, son, you know, a uh, callback to the original Reverend uh, Green. As far as the Green goes, that had to do with uh, there was a a group of it was supposed to be a group of people that were like street artist type people which you never actually seen them actually do any street art oh but they were but they called themselves the green scene and that's where the green came into the whole mix yeah i like yeah, that because yeah. a kid that they called seamus he was the one that was supposed to be a part of oh. but you never you never you never even seen him drawing anything on a piece of paper let alone tagging anything mm. also seamus He's yes. Irish. Actually, that's a very good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but that, and that that was the, that was my only real problem with it is that they set up all these, with the exception of the kid that was supposed to be smart. Everybody kind of just like you set everybody up to be whatever the stereotype is. Like mm. one of the girls is supposed to be flirting with everybody. You set her up to flirt with a couple of the guys in the first episode and then you forget all about until almost the last episode. Hmm. And, but they, wow. they just, it's, it's like they, they come up with ideas for stuff and then they just go around. They forget about until right as they about to try to wrap everything up and they're like, Oh yeah, we, we got to make these characters what we originally had them as. Yeah. Yeah, it says so. The insignia, I assume, this is of the green scene, is a pair of green film reels. Yeah, yeah, and that that was another thing is that it was all supposed to be set up as them discovering a secret organization where apparently mm. each, like, there was like five or six different colors and 
drawings that represented each fraction Mm. and they uh the whole premise of it was them trying to find out where uh tesla hid uh his corals to uh create uh power for the world you had one group that wanted to use it to make money the other one wanted to use it to help the world with electricity and stuff like that and it's just it's supposed to be like a whole secret underground type thing oh fun <laughs> uh, the deep state yes. <laughs> well hey, again it, it sounds like it is definitely more entertaining than it probably has any right to be probably because again because this was back in like 2011 2012 like there may not have been nearly as much like malintent as there would be in like today's world so it's yeah. like it's like back in the day when there would just be really bad shows that were just you know not all that great mm-hmm. but be but like some of them would just be a little you know you'd be like ah well it's not a great show but i had fun with it and uh you know it gets its one season and you're just like yeah that's basically what it what it deserves and you know it was fun for what it was <laughs> yeah that, that, that's pretty much what this one was it, it's okay. one of those deals where like i wouldn't sit there and say that like yeah i wish i had never seen it or anything like that but it's also something like if i had never watched it then i wouldn't be losing out on anything Nice. Well, nice. So that's the one series that you watched. And so you also saw some films as well. Yeah. Of course, last night, uh, seen the new John Wick movie. Oh yeah, of course. So what are your thoughts about it? I actually loved it. Okay. I I, I don't, I don't really say that too. I mean, I'll say that I like movies, but there's very few that I can sit there and say that I love to watch. Mm -hmm. And, uh, I actually did enjoy this one. Uh, had a lot of great qualities to it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I will admit that uh, it's very rarely that a movie will, but I will say that there was a couple of points in it where I actually did get emotional. Oh, yeah. Oh, it's it's uh, a film that is so much better than <laughs> it almost has any right to be. Um you know, because I've I obviously I'm a huge John Wick fan. I'm a you know big fan of of the series, and I know that people have issues with two and three. But even just uh, watching videos like last couple of days, like after having watched this one, um, you know, getting just brief overviews of the other films, I was just reminded about how much I still enjoyed those movies because ultimately it still has the character of John Wick. It's still being portrayed by Keanu Reeves. And so even if there are things that are not as good as like the first film or, or this film, they're still like really good and still really fun. Um, but yeah, this movie, it's essentially, you know, it was talked a little bit about on Friday night tights last night um, because the original idea was for them to show, to shoot four and five John Wick four and five together. And then I think the pandemic happened. And so they decided instead just to prioritize just doing four and ultimately four became two movies. So, yeah. you know, it's two hours and like 45 minutes, I think. And I, I believe there they, they did mention that there is like a over three hour cut of the movie. And uh, I hope that they put that out on the like Blu-ray and 4K release. Nice. Yeah, the, uh, r- the rumor I had I had heard was that it was right at like three hours and 45 minutes. Mm-hmm. Yep. 
Yep. I, I, I think I heard the same thing and I would just, because everything in the film, I think is just so well done, well paced. And to add more to it, I feel like it's like part of me kind of makes you wonder like, what did they cut? Like there's just every scene. If it's not an action scene is, is just maybe 20 minutes of the movie. So it's like, did they cut all the non-action stuff? Did they actually cut, you know, cut some action things? Because I mean, how can you get more action in a movie? I don't know. I don't know. Cause uh, I think like, well, just like the one scene in whenever days in, I think Japan, that, that fight scene alone was, uh, was at least like 30 minutes long. Oh yeah. From beginning to end. Yeah. And what's great is that you don't even really feel it. Like I, I think I only checked my watch one time in in the movie and my showing had started like the movie itself started around 7 30 and it wasn't until like nine that i like checked my watch for the first time so i was like an hour and a half into the movie so like i was basically a regular movie into the movie and i was more of like a curious i was like i feel like a lot of time has gone by more than more than what probably it has let me see and i was just like oh yeah this has been fun i was like it's been so much fun that you know an hour and a half has just gone by and it, it doesn't even feel like we're anywhere close to the ending yet. But that was my favorite too. The Osaka Continental was just the style of it, right? The, the, the just yeah. everything about how they designed it was great. And then my favorite part in, in that entire sequence, and obviously I'm not going to go into any like plot and, you know, we, we try to avoid like plot spoilers, at least for the first week. But when there is this moment, they open up these like refrigerators and it's all just traditional Japanese weaponry. And you're just like, yes. <laughs> and it just adds every, it just adds to the fun of the fight. <laughs> yeah, that, that, that is one bad thing about, uh, the, this only being like the second, well, I guess if you count Thursday, the third day out, mm-hmm. that's what makes it bad about trying to try not give any too many spoilers, but also, yeah, let people know how good it is. Uh, mm-hmm. I will say, uh, uh, I did like the uh, how they did the like almost like video game type over the above shots whenever they is in the building in Paris. Oh yeah, I I I didn't remember the location of that sequence, but yes, that was, um, I mean, yeah, it was spectacular. Like, and that's what's that's what's so great about this movie. Is that as you mentioned, right? The, they have, you have everything going on at Osaka, and that's like a thirty-minute fight sequence. And then you have the stuff going on in Paris, and every single fight sequence is different. They're they're all unique, and I think that um, ultimately, when it comes down to, because uh, uh, shout out to I think it was Laura who on on the Discord said this, but basically saying you might as well just. For the you know twenty twenty three Ravens, just you know name it like the John Wick <laughs> stunt category, and I was like, you know what? I would not be surprised if every single fight sequence ends up getting nominated <laughs> for the Ravens next year because they're all good. Yeah, ah, <laughs> oh, it's so good. <laughs> I'm gonna go see it uh, next weekend with some friends. Okay, all right, yeah, it's it's definitely worth seeing. Um, oh yes, I've seen all the others ones. Oh yeah. And it's um they actually there's like a, a steel book that Best Buy has. I thought it was on sale at one point, but I, I think I may have missed it. But it's got like the first three films and they're all like steel books and it's got like this really nice packaging. So I'm like, ah, 
I'm so tempted, but it's like, but at some point they're going to release a four film set. And, um, you know, I, I guess also too, uh, what were your thoughts, um, uh, K man about, uh, Lance Reddick's performance in, in the film, you know, obviously, uh, if you watch Friday Night Tice last night, I saw a lot of people being like, don't spoil it. Don't spoil it. And it's just like, in many ways we weren't, there were a couple of things that I felt like may have been, you know, crossing that line. But I've always had the mindset of, you know, if you care so much about spoilers to not even hear about, like, just action sequences, which aren't really plotty in most cases, they're just there. It's like, if that's like your, if that's your mindset of spoilers is that you can't talk about anything with the movie, it's like, either go see it opening night or stay off the internet. It's like, if, if, it, if it's that important to you, right? Because um, I'm going to do everything I can to keep away things that I I personally believe to be spoilers. But at the same time, everyone's degree or definition of spoiler might be a little different. But when, you know, Lance Reddick, you know, rest in peace to him, uh, passed away just about a week or two ago at this point. It's just crazy to think it's been you know, so soon. How did he die, actually? Uh, it just died suddenly is, is the last thing I heard was oh. died suddenly. Uh, someone I... I, I don't know. Again, don't quote me on this. Did they say natural causes? Cause I was like, he was only 60. There was one person that had reported it natural, but they mm. never did say anything more other than that. Yeah. Yeah. But did you enjoy his performance in the film? Yeah. Yeah. And, it, it, and I think it probably hit a little bit harder than what it would have been if he would have still been alive Mm-hmm. in life if uh mm-hmm. oh if yeah just seeing him on screen and oh, knowing yeah. knowing how he was outside like not oh, yeah. being here so and uh, you know when you saw it how was how was your theater was it was it full was it you know at least a few people in there or empty like what uh, what kind of experience was the crowd the showing i went to was uh probably about maybe a little over half because i know like the seats down below there wasn't that many but uh yeah everybody uh people kind of enjoyed it um mm-hmm. uh, yeah I definitely asked. uh yeah. whenever uh whenever certain things happened within the movie mm-hmm. they mm-hmm. definitely uh you, you definitely knew their reactions to oh it. yeah because I, I saw opening night IMAX, and so my the the theater was actually very. And I've talked about this on my box office videos before, right? That most films today, right, for the big budget ones especially, I mean, their average ticket prices are going to be a lot higher because most people are going to see those more high format, you know, high premium format screens. Not everybody, but most mm-hmm. people. And so I was happy to have like a pretty decent crowd in there. And so, like for instance, like one of the first lines from John Wick in the movie is his typical, "Yeah." Right. And it's like very like just oh, it's just so funny how Keanu does that, uh, does that, uh, you know, line reading. Uh, so like everyone's just laughing at that point. And so it's like, OK, yeah. uh, that was the moment I was like, OK, yeah, we're, we're going to be in for a good time if this is the audience's reaction. But as soon as I mentioned that, because as soon as Lance Reddick you know, showed up on screen, you just you just kind of heard this like it, entire community within the within the theater just go like. Oh man, like just like that. Oh, that's right. Yeah. I, you know, basically, like, 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 oh, rest in peace, man. You know, um, and that's why it was so great because there were these emotional moments like that where, again, just seeing someone on screen where you know in real life they're not here anymore. Uh, it's it's surreal and mm-hmm. it's it was really cool to have that experience in the theater. Yeah, 
And the funny thing was is that I got to sit next to one guy that he was very adamant about anytime anything happened on screen that he, you, you knew his reaction. Oh, no. <laughs> now, was it distracting or was uh, it fun? Uh, no, it's okay. Funny. Good. Because uh, <laughs> I've actually been in theaters before where people were sitting there talking and this and that, and it, those would be distracting. But this one, it, it, it kind of made. It kind of made the experience a little bit more enjoyable or funny whenever, like, he reacted to certain things. Mm-hmm. I had that same uh, experience when I went to go see Cocaine Bear. Oh yeah, that's what the audience is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I saw Cocaine Bear with very few people in there, and a few there were a few reactions, but that can that can absolutely impact your kind of view of the movie. And that's oh, how yeah. you can that's how you can know like whether a film is great or not is whether it needs the audience, you know? Mm-hmm. And you know, so for instance with uh with Top Gun Maverick, you know, I was able to watch that movie and it was like, nope, don't need the audience for this because, you know, I watched it just with my wife at home and we were just blown away still by it. And then this is a movie too where I think, you know, it it probably will have that same type of capacity, but it is still again, it's still a longer film too. So again, rewatchability definitely becomes a question mark when it comes to this one. That's why I'm excited to see what they are able to do with the physical release and what the physical release will look like if there's any, you know, extended edition or anything to that effect. Uh, I will say that uh, even though the movie itself is centered around Keanu Reeves' Mm -hmm. character, John Wick, of course, naturally, but uh, I would have liked to have known a little bit more about the backstory of Tracker. Oh, oh, Mr. Yeah. Nobody. Yeah. yeah. Oh, for sure. Yeah, because he, he had a very, very interesting, uh, just everything about him. You're just like, I want to know oh, more about this guy. He's going to be in Marvels. Oh, is that is that what it said up there? Let me see. Yes. Oh, he's in the Marvels. Uh, well, terrible. that's the beautiful thing about just uh, movies in general, though, is that, hey, Guess what? Actors will do good movies and actors will do bad and, or very likely potentially bad films, you know, uh, right. because, I mean, Clancy Brown was great in this film. Right. Mm-hmm. And he was in the Green Lantern. <laughs> he was a voice, but still he, he was attached to it. Wait, uh, Clancy Brown. As yeah. in uh, like what do you vo- who do you voice? Uh, let's see. It says as Parallax. No, I meant like in. Oh, I could. In Green Lantern. Was he, a, was he a voice in John Wick? No, no, he was he was a character. Oh. Oh yeah. Oh, he's oh, awesome. I... He's the Harbinger is his character name, which is just an awesome name for him. And it's it's great. He he is he has a lot of he has a lot to play in the movie. And it kind of just, you know, one of my favorite sequences in it is, you know, I feel like a lot all the John Wick films, they have some connections with, you know, different types of mythology and everything. But there's also like been, interestingly enough, this very strong you know, whether it be Roman Catholic or at least Eastern Orthodox connection, like in, mm-hmm. you know, there's the one, you know, I think it's the third one where he has the rosary um, and he is talking with his, you know, his, his, you know, his original family, the original crime family. In this one, there's also even more of that type of like connection. And at one point he, uh, Clancy Brown's character as the harbinger is like speaking Latin. And I was just like, oh, right. I was like, oh, this is actually pretty cool. As I was like, okay, there's a little bit of appropriate appropriation going on. But I was like, okay, I can, this is actually kind of cool how they're, you know, connecting this. <laughs> uh, but yeah, everything, every, everyone else in the film is also great. You know, uh, you know, 
Hiroyuki Sanada was just fantastic. The fight scene between him and Donnie Yen was was phenomenal. I mean, and I was going well, I was going to say Donnie Yen. He he really did justice on mm. that on this character. Oh yeah, and. And I totally understand. I know that, you know, I one of the comments I got on my video, of course, was just like, don't forget Don again. He's a communist. And it's like, look, I have always been very consistent on on calling out that kind of nonsense. But at the same oh, time, that's, if that's, true, that's disappointing. Yeah. Again, this is something where this is, I will say something that a commenter said, because I don't think I've ever actually read or seen him speak about the Communist Party. But I again, I assume that it is it is correct in that. Uh, in that assessment, um, just based on the films that he's been in, you know, especially if you think about the, uh, uh, was it the, the Ip Man movies, right? I think that all of those were funded by like Chinese uh, produ- production companies and everything. But right. also that's where, again, criticize for sure. But then also you can separate art from the artist. So it's like, even if that is, you know, even that if, if that is indeed true of him, it doesn't change the fact that he is very talented at what he does. Sure. And what I love about, the fight sequence between him and between uh, Hiroyuki, especially, is the fact that you can tell they're both doing their stunts, like because oh, nice. there's because there's like a it's like swords are involved, and so you're just like okay, the fact that both of these guys are you know definitely not young and doing some of the stuff that they're doing, it's just like that's that's awesome, that's impressive. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, I would I would say uh, definitely separate art from artists, though that kind of means that the art needs to be all that much better exactly oh for sure absolutely and that's why for the it man movies you know the, the first one's really really good and then all the other ones there's like really great moments but i remember when i did the like the retro review series for those uh for those movies i was like yeah this movie was not actually really a good movie but the fight sequences were good and so it's like again there's there's a balance to be made there oh, okay yeah so, any other thoughts uh, about John Wick Chapter Four, K Man? Uh, pretty much a just as one of, like I said, one of few movies that I can sit there and say that I uh, actually did love and enjoy. And like I said, as far as like the time goes, uh, I did not feel like I had been there as long as I oh, yeah. had. Could. Cause I, I went in like I think my showing was like six thirty and walking out of the theater like a little after nine nine thirty. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, another Wolverine connection. Oh yeah, for sure, <laughs> absolutely. Well, I mean, I, I mean, well, to be to be fair, I, you know, Scott Atkins, uh, he is literally in like anything action. He oh, is right. going to be in it either as an actor or as a stunt coordinator or or both. You know, like, so it was really cool to see him. He has a really cool role in the film. Um, mm-hmm. And that was fun to see him fight. Well, yeah, so even though I haven't seen John Wick 4 yet, I know uh, y'all had mentioned the overhead, like, fight scene. Mm-hmm. I believe on FNT, this was before you got on Odin, but okay. I remember Aiden said, compared it to Hotline Miami, hmm. which, uh, I'm sure, not sure if you're familiar with Hotline Miami, wow. but it's a s- similar, like, uh, it's a top-down perspective with, a, with like, fighting, like, a whole bunch of, uh, like, NPC, like, fighters and, 
was that similar i guess it was that similar kind of like comparison mm-hmm. that i guess that she mentioned okay which uh that's one i was glad that happy that hotline miami was named dropped but two mm-hmm. i also know exactly what to expect yeah and and shout out to to Bruce because I know he was uh, he was trying to get us to talk about it in uh, last night's Friday Night Tights. Um, but there's also a connection to be made with the Warriors as well. Um, and I oh. didn't I didn't get the connection like immediately because when I was seeing the movie, for one, you know, I've only seen Warriors once, and I was in this like again the movie is so good that you're just invested in everything going on. So like after the fact. When he mentions it, I was like, oh, I can totally, yeah, for sure. There's definitely this connection. Um, but like in the moment, I wasn't even thinking about that because I was just like, oh, okay, this is just, I'm just loving what's going on. <laughs> give, give me another fight scene. Mm-hmm. But it's great. So what else did you watch, K-Man? I uh, usually try to find at least one that's not real popular just to... Uh, which I do have a lot of them that I need to get around to watching so I can have more to talk about. Yeah. But uh, one that the only other one that I pay attention to this time around that I haven't talked about before was a, it was a movie. I think it came back in 2017 and you have to watch out whenever you look for it. Cause it gets mixed up with another one that was released at the same time. Similar names. Okay. It's a movie called, hacker which uh mm. i think there's only two places that i've seen it or it was on amazon prime and i think peacock was the only two that i've seen as far as okay. streaming goes it uh stars uh hillary duff's sister Haley, and that one was supposed to be about uh her character when she was about 10 years old witnessed her father being arrested for treason or mm. Uh, which, from my understanding, is if you pay attention to it, uh, yeah, that's the one. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, he was supposed to been framed or something like that, and so after it was reported that he had killed himself, uh, she ended up becoming a, a hacker for the government to try to stop people that were basically picking up where her father left off at mm-hmm. and it ended up uh she ends up uh coming across something where they end up having like a rogue agent that uh he's one of those ones that thinks that in order to save the world you have to give up all your information no matter how private it is and so whenever people whenever the government tells them not to do certain things he tries to anyway and so it's basically it's like i guess the best way to describe it is like a uh, if instead of romance if lifetime or hallmark made more of a um, more not really action but more like thriller type movie because it, it's because if you actually look at the quality of the writing and whatnot, it seems more for television like that. Okay. Nice. Yeah, it looks like it's available on on Peacock. If you happen to have that service, 
And yeah, I, I mean, I've only, th- I think I've only seen Haley Duff in really just one movie because it was Napoleon Dynamite was the only film yeah. I ever really, remember seeing her. That's the main movie. I, I, I think she's done like, like I said, like the TV show type of Christmas type movies, but. Food fight. <laughs> yeah, I guess she did. A, I, I'd never seen that from 2012. Oh man. Mm-hmm. I love how there's like, animated movies from like <laughs> the early like 2010s that like this they released a bunch of them and it's like a lot of them are like i have never heard of this ever in my entire life uh oh, oh man and a kung fu panda mockbuster oh look at that yeah oh yeah no no, no that's Let's panda warrior that. that's the ripoff that's panda warrior <laughs> yes but essentially straight to dvd movies you find at the checkout yes. aisle at walmart yeah. Those are the notorious <laughs> ones that back in the day when like Blockbuster was a thing, like they would put those out because people would look at it and say, oh, this must be the new. Nope. <laughs> yes. That's all right. Mark Hamill used to be in the same boat. Oh, yeah. Look at him. Yeah, that's true. The wedding Yeah, before packs. Star Wars, like before Force Awakens, he was doing the exact same thing mm. when he wasn't the Joker. Yeah. interesting interesting life oh the wedding pact 2 it had a sequel <laughs> look at that i love i love going down the rabbit hole of <laughs> what people have been in but yeah, i've only ever seen her in uh in napoleon dynamite i liked her in napoleon dynamite so uh right. but she does she does a pretty good job a pretty effective job in this film yeah pretty much for what the movie's all about yeah okay she did pretty good with that my only complaint is that she's supposed to be a hacker but out of an hour and a half movie you mm. might see actually maybe 10 15 minutes of actually hacking okay everything else is running around trying to escape bad guys and trying to open up the world to what they're doing and this and that okay nice so that's hacker yeah. Mm-hmm. Nice. But yeah, but yeah, talking about uh, like Walmart movies and stuff like that. Yeah, you know, I I probably got about a dozen DVDs that are like those five hour movies. That, oh yeah, <laughs> a few of them, some dinosaur movies that I definitely want to try. <laughs> they, they look like they they're horrible enough to watch. Oh goodness. Oh yeah. Don't you? Yeah. Anytime there's a new like Jurassic Park or Jurassic World or anything like that, I imagine there's got to be a ton of like just rip off dinosaur movies where they're like, yes. Hey, yeah. <laughs> I mean, uh, led before time got oh, its yeah. uh, resurgent because of the original Jurassic park. Mm. And then came back, uh, came back to life again after Jurassic world. Oh goodness. <laughs> that actually makes a lot of sense. <laughs> Yeah, and uh, Laura brings up a good point. Yeah, that is. So you mean like films like Velocipaster? Oh yes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I remember when Kate, because Kate, you're the one that introduced us to Velocipaster, right? Yeah, I think I might have been another somebody else, but I did. Uh, there was one that was uh, what was it? Because uh, there's a few different ones. I'm. I think it was a uh, dinosaur hotel. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's one of the ones I remember talking about, but yeah, they got, I got a few ones called 
dinosaur world and then there's an like two other ones besides that that i gotta watch that uh they're pretty much on that same playing field wait it's called dinosaur world <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> that's great oh <laughs> uh, i bet there's also like there has to be a film out there called like jurassic universe or jurassic galaxy or like some other just variation i remember when i was doing like you know, you do like random short films with your friends or, you know, some people do those that like we we did a, a movie, a short film, and we were trying to come up with alternate names to like different places so that we, you know, we not that it would have been a copyright thing necessarily, but we're like, we just don't want to even have to worry about dealing with it. So we we had Taco Bell in the movie. And, and so we decided or I so I, I ended up coming up with the names. So for Taco Bell, it became Taco Chimes. You're welcome. Uh, and then for for Chuck E. Cheese, it was uh, was it Ch- it was Chucky e. Sneeze, Chuck and Sneeze, or something like that. I, that one I did not come up with. I did not claim that one. But Taco Chimes, I did because I also they, we actually ended up creating a, a song, a theme song for us. Like Taco Chimes is a place of rhymes and real good times. Taco Chimes, and uh, it was fun. Anyway, so. <laughs> <laughs> uh dinosaur world i love that that's so good <laughs> yeah i definitely have to break those out and start watching some of them oh yeah can mix it up a little bit <laughs> oh yeah oh yeah for sure gotta gotta have you know a, a bad movie every now and then or just something where you're like you know it's like resets the palette so that way when you see something good you're like okay this is this is how it should be <laughs> just like when i found a kung fury <laughs> Yeah, that's right. <laughs> oh yeah, Kung Fury. <laughs> oh man, were you able to watch anything else? Uh, that's pretty much as far as like anything that I haven't talked about before. That's pretty much okay. It. Everything else has either been stuff that I've talked about before, or just random things. Yeah. Cool. Mm-hmm. And I know that you've been uh, busy with work and everything, but uh, of course you do still have, uh, for those wanting to support ZK Man, xtheboundaries.co, uh, where you can get access to music. And you uh, you have a song coming out Monday, or is it this Monday or next Monday? It'll be this Monday. Okay. Yeah. Very nice. Anything that you want to just share with the people about it? or? Uh, well, pretty much uh, so instrumental that i had uh come up with uh actually what i wasn't really actually thinking about doing any type of music anytime soon mm-hmm. but one day i just got is pretty much like i said uh for the past few months uh been things have been all over the place and so it pretty much was that's what sort of that and other things in life in the past kind of inspired this where it's pretty much uh it's one it's one of those music things where like you'd listen to if you pretty much need a pick me up uh because you know how get you keep on getting up and that breakable mm-hmm. and oh, nice. that's that's pretty much where the inspiration and the only difference is is this one is a little bit different than most of the songs I've, or music that I've done in the past. Most of the music I've done 
before it was more or less like hip hop ish type rap. This is more. Uh, it's funny because whenever I first started creating this beat, it, it starts out with a drum solo. So you think it's going to be like a rock type deal, but it morphs more into like a electronical uh, rock pop type deal. Mm -hmm. I'll check yeah, it out too. One. Thanks for dropping yeah. the link. Okay. So yeah, that one will be pretty much on any of the digital outlets out there, Spotify, Apple, Tidal. And if you search around enough, you might even find on some of the more obscure type platforms as well. Because I, I just pretty much, I told the distributor, wherever there's, wherever music can be played at, just mm -hmm. send it out. Nice. Very cool. Mm -hmm. Well, yeah, check out his website. I just uh, posted it in the live chat, xtheboundaries.co, and you can find a link down there to to Unbreakable, which dropping on Monday, 27th. Thank you. We'll do. Yeah. Anything else you wanted to uh, to, to talk about or, or promote, K-Man? Uh, nah, pretty much, uh, like, I know, like, at the top of the website, it still has the... Uh, thing for my podcast uh mm -hmm. which i unfortunately haven't been able to get around doing which i'm hoping starting next weekend i get back to recording those again uh that and then also uh trying to make up my mind about uh so i have been working on a book that i plan on releasing but i came across whenever i was looking for something else on one of my old external hard drives i found a book that I had wrote back in I think 2009 and it's pretty much done with the exception of editing. I'm trying to decide if I want to go ahead and release it first or go ahead and release the one that I've been working on. Nice. But, but hopefully by the end of this year, one of the two will be put out there. Okay. Very cool. And Ed Tina wanted you to know that she hopes to donate to your charity this coming May. Hopefully uh, can, uh, she can see the link properly and someone can help out. So shout out to Tina. We see you. Uh, oh yeah. Uh, sorry that I haven't been online much to communicate with Tina. Like I have been before I missed the talks that we used to have, especially mm -hmm. on here and stuff. Oh yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And it's, and you know, obviously it's, it's just been, you know, you know, tough, but it's great to, to see Tina in the chat today. And, uh, you know, doing doing the best you can to to read comments. So anyone who is tagging uh, Tina, just know that uh, unfortunately her her eyes have been impacted to the point where she uh, just can't really see text all that well. Um, she tries to make out what she can. She's using voice to text to to respond to what she can. Um, and uh, so just know that you know that's what she's dealing with. And of course, we continue to offer our prayers for her and for her recovery. Mm -hmm. And, uh, yeah. So, okay, man. Thank you again. Amen. Thank you. Yeah. So Matt, what you want to talk about? Um, let's see. I guess, uh, so you mentioned John wick, uh, a little bit of, uh, don't know if cocaine bear is okay. Too much old news now, but yeah, I was a, like I said, I saw it a few uh, like weeks ago. 
and no, it was all right. Like, uh, I liked, thought it was funny, especially with, I went to go see it with some friends, though. Maybe it's a little less, at least, uh, doesn't feel as, uh, putting more thought to it doesn't hold up as well, but that's all right. Maybe I'll just watch it again, but don't think I'm going to get it on physical media. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, I was almost kind of agreeing with, uh, like red letter media. They did a half, they mentioned it on half in the bag. Oh yeah. To where I was kind of agreeing with them to where it was kind of somewhere in the middle. Like it wasn't too over the top, but also it didn't play it self too seriously to where it becomes hilarious because of that. And it's just kind of in the middle, Mm -hmm. which I was kind of agreeing. Like, uh, there'll be some over the top violent parts that obviously are there for like, for like hilarity. Well, there is a, a few parts that were kind of a little bit more like realistic violence that it's like, Oh, okay. This is, this is supposed to be, this is the funny part. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So it's like kind of a little bit of a, a mix, like a mix and so, and then also, uh, I know it. Rest in peace, Ray Liotta. But mm. man, what a way, what a send off. Yeah, and I think that might be why I I wasn't as like, because I obviously I did not like this movie all that much. Um, I think that that might be one of the reasons why was that I was like, ah, oh, this can't be one of you know. I don't think it's the last one, but it's definitely one of the last one of of Ray Liotta's performances. Yes. Um, just because it's like, you know, he doesn't, he's just not in the film enough. And it just <laughs> makes me sad. Uh, obviously, I yeah, rest in peace to, to Ray Liotta. Yeah, I know. Though I will say, Alden Ehrenreich did a better job being a, uh, being like a uh, mobster mm-hmm. or a mobster's son than he did being fake on solo. Oh, for sure. <laughs> I thought he was actually one of the better parts of Cocaine Bear. Like, yes. it was like, this is crazy. When when I'm looking at the cocaine, like, when I'm looking at Alden Ehrenreich as being, like, one of the best parts of a movie, like him, and then also Isaiah Whitlock Jr. Yes. were my favorite parts of the movie. Like, they're the ones that actually made me laugh. But it was because <laughs> of it was because of them and their performance and not because necessarily of the writing. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah, hopefully they get, they get better movies. Mm-hmm. And, uh, also, another thing I did kind of like about the movie was that, like, it took place in 1985 and kind of looked like it was 85 and not mm-hmm. like the Stranger Things idealized. Oh, you know, yeah. Hyper 80s or Wonder Woman 84 style, mm-hmm. like 80s, where it's the over stylized versions. Oh, to where, uh, like, I was. One thing when when it comes to like modern like eighties like throwback movies, one thing that they kind of miss is that a lot of the eighties was also leftovers of the seventies, mm-hmm. or like a, like dirty like worn out versions of the seventies as well. Mm-hmm. 
and uh, saw that saw there was some kind of uh, some like seventies cars and like it looked a little bit more lived in than like Stranger Things. Yeah. So that was uh, I always get that was another uh, prop prop I'll give it give to it as well. Yeah. One of the things that I, I forgot to mention in my review, but I had written it in my notes is because obviously it's directed by Elizabeth Banks, which I don't think necessarily is to, to its benefit. But right. one of the funny things, though, is that the film opens, and I know this probably got a proper title, but the way I've always understood it is the theme song to Wet Hot American Summer. Yes. And so that that song plays at the very beginning. And so mm-hmm. I was just like, I wrote down, I was like, I was like, really, Elizabeth Banks? gonna be this on the nose with it like oh it's the right era so we're gonna play this song and if you you know it's like kind of like a you know feeding a crumb to any people who are watching because they found about about her you know on what how american summer or since but yeah i thought that was interesting <laughs> oh yeah but yeah also uh that don't want to give too much of the spoilers but Toward the end, it kind of had like some weird mess. Talk about it's about family. Mm-hmm. That's what matters the most. Yeah, <laughs> and like and you're just like yeah, I that guess. at the end. And, uh, uh, and so, uh, and then, uh, but also, also like some other small, like some minor jokes, mostly conversational stuff that didn't involve a. Uh, Ursa on Bogotan nose candy. <laughs> ironically. Yeah. And, and also, it's of course also very much, hey, it's inspired by true events. And it's like, oh yeah, like one percent of the plot is yes. is true. That, In real that... life a bear <laughs> ate a brick of coke keg and then died. Yes. And they found the bear like three months later. And then stuffed <laughs> it and turned it into a road roadside attraction. Yeah, you can go to Kentucky and you can actually go see Cocaine Bear and it's got the title card underneath it as Cocaine Bear. <laughs> also as a fellow, as a Tennessean like uh, how accurate was it? I filmed in Ireland. Yeah, so cuz yeah, cuz it was Georgia? Tennessee and Georgia. Yeah, it's like Georgia was I think where the park was. Um and but then that was like they 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 talk about the, um, you know, Knoxville and, you know, Tennessee. I thought, I mean, it was fine. You know, it, it, I felt like it was, you know, it, it wasn't like egregious or at least I didn't notice anything egregious about it. Like there are some people that are much better at that than I am. Like anytime a film ever shot in New Orleans, for instance, I would have friends that would be able to say, oh, yeah, it was terrible because they were here one second and then the next second they were there and they're not anywhere mm-hmm. close to each other. I'm like. I wouldn't even typically notice those things. So from what I gathered, it, it seemed to be pretty accurate, but Oh right. Yeah. Like I saw I had a similar feeling where uh, I'd watched uh Lone Survivor. Remember that okay. movie? Yeah. With uh Mark Wahlberg. That's right. Mm-hmm. To where uh, it was in Afghanistan, but it looked awfully a lot like northern New Mexico. <laughs> and I know that because I spent like a whole summer, like in geology field camp. Okay. Up in uh, like the Southern Rockies. Yeah. And the trees 
and everything looked exactly like New Mexico. And lo and behold, it was a new, shot in New Mexico. <laughs> so I'm and kind then, of for someone like me, I was that. like, I don't think they're shooting in Afghanistan, but no, of course not. I was also like, there's no way I could ever pinpoint where they are actually filming. Yes. <laughs> I just remembered it looked a lot like the woods I hiked around mm. for a for a month. Okay, <laughs> maybe not exactly those woods, but very I similar those trees. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can't believe that Lone Survivor came out in 2013. That it's I know it's been that long. It's 10 years old. Goodness. Oh yeah, I read the book. It was based on originally. Mm. It was pretty good. Though yeah. I kind of. I'd have to watch it again to see how well it holds up. Yeah. Oh, I mean, it was a fine movie. I mean, you know, it also had Peter Berg directing it. And I thought that um, he had like a few films in a row that were all, I thought, like pretty solid. It's like he did Deep Deep Water Horizon in 2016. Um, So I I liked Lone Survivor. I liked Deep Water Horizon. Patriot's Day was good. It was not as memorable as some of the like as the other two necessarily but i mean it's it's got jake gyllenhaal in it so you know it's he was just very he's shown himself to be pretty competent on making the films that are like based on actual like historical events oh yeah sure until the studio until he's told to make his movie look like a michael babe movie yeah or oh, added jj abrams shit. lens flares yeah <laughs> yeah because again uh, those are all three films that I think are pretty great. So, oh yeah, yeah. Let's see. Also, uh, I w- was meaning to mention this uh, for Lent. I've been like reading a reading a lot of uh, like a re- like Catholic books mm-hmm. and like spiritual readings. Yeah. But also on the side, I've been reading, watch, trying to watch. Let's see. A lot of uh, biblical theme films as well. Okay. Been rewatching Jesus of Nazareth. Okay. And going back to locations, obviously it's not shot in the Holy Land, but it was uh, filmed in like Morocco. Okay. So and I guess it's, it's uh, similar enough. It's this one. It's the one from the seventies. Yes. Okay. Really liking it so far. Okay. Like I remember watching it a long time ago. But I remember this was the version that kind of stuck stuck with me more than most others, mm-hmm. as far as uh, like the uh, Christ story, like adaptations. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and also just surprised to see all like the list of cast. Oh yeah, for sure. Their names: Christopher Plummer mm-hmm. as Herod, Ian McShane as Judas. James Earl Jones as Bathazar, Michael York as John the Baptist, which play, he plays it fantastically. Mm-hmm. Lawrence Olivier. And so on and so on. Yeah. And this, yeah, is, this really is the one it. I've never, uh, this is the one that I've actually never seen. Um, but I did see, because I do follow Tina on Letterboxd, and so I, I did see Tina's five star review for this movie. And I think we. I think we had talked about this film like it has to have been years at this point, Tina, because I, t- I see Tina getting excited in the chat. Um, and so it, it's because obviously it's 
it's a one that you definitely need to dedicate time to because it's 300 and 382 yes. minutes it's a six hour like series oh wow and i'm already uh, like an hour and 30 in and right at this point jesus is telling the story of the prodigal son at uh i guess it's at matthew's like matthew is holding a party and he's getting both the uh Jesus is getting both Matthew and Simon Peter, as well as Andrew and James along because they hate each other. But he's using that as a bridge to uh, like get them, get them both together. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, it's a like it so far. Oh, and Ernest Borgnoin. Yeah. As and, a then e- and then Ian Holm in as well. Yes, Bilbo. Okay, great cast here, for sure. Yes. Of course, I'm also trying to find time for Ben-Hur, the original. Mm, yes. And then also, speaking of Alden Ehrenreich, uh, Hail Caesar. Okay. That's another good like, uh, like Easter movie. Is it? I, yes. I, I don't. Ah, I just. You've never seen it. I've no. I've seen it. I didn't like it. <laughs> oh, you didn't? No, I didn't like it at all. Because uh, I mean, I typically like the Coen Brothers, and I remember seeing this movie, and I was just so bored by it. Um. Oh, I picked up a lot of stuff in it. Oh yeah, I just like the movie centers around like a studio that's built making a movie on like the passion, and there's a lot of. Fo- a lot of funny parts that I thought were funny, like the scene where the studio, like the director was sitting down with like a priest, an Orthodox patriarch, a Baptist preacher and a rabbi to see if like the depictions of Jesus were like uh, good enough and wouldn't cause like scandal mm-hmm. by, by all parties. <laughs> yeah. And then also, uh, I remember uh, George Clooney's character gets kidnapped by Hollywood communists who try to recruit them to their cause. And uh, like knowing the actual history of communist infiltration in Hollywood, mm-hmm. I thought that aspect was hilarious mm-hmm. until to which uh, Josh Brolin's character had to slap some sense back into George Clooney mm-hmm. toward the end. Yeah. And anyway, I just thought I'd bring it up because it had a similar deal where they were making a movie about like the passion. And it was, uh, thought it'd be good to bring it up around Easter. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely just... worth taking a closer look at. Okay. Yeah. I just remember I saw it once and I just was not impressed. I just, I don't really remember much from it because I just remember not laughing and just. I was I again. I was just disappointed by it. I don't know. Oh, okay. Yeah. But uh, did you say that you also watch? So is the passion also a part of what you're? Is that something that you do every Easter? Let's see. If by passion, as in like Mel Gibson's. Mel passion? Gibson's the passion. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Yep. Me too. And I actually need to start planning. 
because I, I show it to my students every year and it's always interesting. And I think I mentioned this, for, you know, last year was the first time I had a student that actually like had to leave because she just, you know, was it was just too much like the actual like scourging scene, especially. I mean, because it is it's very but it's interesting how all these kids have seen. I mean, there are kids that have like been like, you know, have seen cocaine bear. You know, and I've seen like so many of these like, you know, very violent movies. But then there's just something, again, mm-hmm. about the way in which it is portrayed that is so unique and so different that even if they've seen the most like gruesome, even if they've seen like all the Saw movies, it will just be like nothing compared to. And I think it's probably just because of the realistic approach. And obviously there's the historical part of it, too. And so that might be the reason as to why, but it's just, it's always interesting to see their reactions. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Actually, uh, I remember watching it with like a church, my, uh, like my church group and they were all coming. <laughs> that, was, that was a funny comment. Yeah. I just, I just thought I was like, Oh, <laughs> mm-hmm. but yeah, it was, uh, that was uh Roman law back then. He, even uh, even besides just him being G- Jesus, that was kind of the norm when it came to uh, ro- the Pax Romana on colonized lands, and like subjects were so without rights that, with the, if brought before a uh, Roman uh, court, torture like that might be applied as a matter of due course. Hmm. Yeah. And and again, you know, people just he also is able to take so many things from the gospels, but then also I didn't realize how much cuz obviously when I first saw it, you know, I just knew that it was a really good film and that it was, you know, inspired, you know, obviously very much rooted in the gospels, and then just how much of it is also rooted in uh some of like the mystical works of of various, you know, uh saints and mystics mm-hmm. and uh uh who's the uh who's the primary one that, that, that he works with and that he did work with the, the works of she's, she, uh, she's done a lot of, I think she's blessed. Is it blessed and Catherine Emmerich? I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So like, just like, just to see all of those different things are just like, it's very fascinating to watch. Oh yeah. Actually, I was also wondering, is that on 4k yet? Oh, I don't, I don't know, actually. That is, I, I don't know how I, I don't know how I'd feel about that actually, because I feel like the Blu-ray is already so good. Doesn't look like it is. Um, you know, the Blu-ray is already such a good quality edition of it. You know, basically, I would much rather have Mel Gibson be working on the Passion sequel. Like, yes. I, and I, I know it's weird. Like, people are like. Oh, yeah, a sequel to the passion like what what are you gonna do it's like well obviously if you've seen the film you know where the film ends and then also mm-hmm. how there's also other stuff that you could do in between and obviously after um i would much rather him focus his time on that because i just after what he did with the passion i thought I, I just think he is going to knock out of the park with whatever he does next oh yes also uh like who's the actually, i actually haven't read too much on that passion sequel like uh who's uh there's a lot of mystery so they the the last i've checked because it's a project that's been delayed um and there's 
it's mostly just more rumors about what the story is actually going to be, but it's, it's going to be focused obviously on the resurrection. Um, and from what I've heard, it sounds like he's going to utilize not only obviously the gospels, but also he's going to utilize once again, some of the works of Anne Catherine Emmerich and maybe a couple other uh, saints too, with especially trying to, and this is what I think is gonna be fascinating, trying to actually uh, put on screen the harrowing of hell. Nice. You know, and for those that don't know, um, but maybe have like a, like a basic Christian background, um, there's this concept within Christianity, within the, uh, the creed, for instance, and most Christian denominations at least have some knowledge of at least like the apostles creed. Um, so when we say like that, he descended into hell, some translations will say he descended, he descended to the dead, but he descended into hell and then rose again. So that descent into hell, it's, it's, uh, in, in Catholic theology, it's the understanding that what he did was he died. And so therefore he went to free the souls, the just souls of of those from the old testament who existed prior to his resurrection prior to the sacraments and so therefore freed the the just souls from the old testament um and so the, it's it was called this harrowing of hell and especially when you think about that in the context of how they portrayed uh, satan in the film where the woman playing satan right with that very other ethereal like the fact that it's like you know like just the scream, right? This anger. You're like, okay, I can understand why this this would be the emotion, right? Because it's like, no, all the souls that I had some, you know, still some control of in certain ways, uh, no longer, you know? I, I just think uh, whatever he does, I think it's gonna be phenomenal. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah, looking forward to, forward to that. Mm-hmm. But I trust that, trust us in good hands. Yes. Though I'm kind of wondering if, uh, Let's see. Well, yeah, it's the uh, distributor. If it was through uh, Fox again, or directly from uh, Gibson himself. Yeah, I mean, because his production company was involved in in the last one. Um, let's see, because the Icon. production. Yeah, well, it was distributed by Icon. Yeah, um, the actual production company was New Market Films. Interestingly enough. Oh right. Yeah. Um, but let me see if I can pull up a, a page to see if, well, I don't, again, if they, if they even have a page yet, obviously, well, I know Mel's got a page, but it's, uh, to see if the passion of the Christ sequel has a, has a page yet. It's not looking at least on, let's see, filmography. Sometimes you got to go to filmography. Uh, up to 2019, right. Professor and the Madman, Boys of the Summer in post production. So not looking like it, at least on. I know, I know. There's like an IMDb page though, and it mentions that Jim Caviezel is going to be back, and he's pretty much he's in, been interviewed and confirmed that he is working with Mel Mel Gibson on you know finding out like what's going to happen with that. I think the actress that played Mary, uh, his mother, is going to be back. Uh, actor that played Peter, the actor play that, that that played Judas. So they've got a few of the actors uh, set to come mm-hmm. back. So, um, and I imagine many of them would probably be willing just because of the fact that I mean, even if they were not doing it for like faith reasons, uh, uh, the money that that m- movie made in comparison to its budget, you know, <laughs> even if they're just completely run by uh, you know purely financial reasons, that would probably be a, a reason to do it. All right, yeah. 
I was wor worried since that on the Blu-ray it's 20, 20th Century Fox, and since that's now Disney, yeah, if uh, if Disney would be the distri distributor again, yeah, I mean I don't know how those rights work because sometimes the rights are you know for a long time, sometimes it's depending on the release, um, but yeah, I, I would be surprised if. Disney was the one to not want to release it or not want to put out like an updated version of it versus Mel being the thing holding it back. Right. Or uh, as I mentioned before with a uh, 4K release, mm -hmm. if they would be the, it would be under 20th Century Fox again or if yeah. it were so someone else. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Anything else that you were able to watch? Uh, Let's see. I mentioned Gundam. Mm -hmm. Not did really. You wanna, did you want to talk about Gundam or? Maybe I have to feel like I've already mentioned it, like I talked talked about before. Mm -hmm. And uh, let's see. I guess I'm gonna talk about a game I've been playing. Yeah, what you've been playing? Uh, the original Deus Ex. Okay. It's a stealth game. Like sci-fi, sci-fi, cyberpunk, like dystopia, like stealth game from the year of our Lord two thousand. From two thousand, okay. Yeah, I was about to say because I see Deus Ex: Invisible War. Oh, that's the sequel. That's the sequel. Okay. But yeah, the original from uh, two thousand. I could definitely see why it's a like a a PC staple. Okay. Because it's. Everything, all the mechanics I've played in the game so far, I was like, so a lot of detail and immersion, and the story itself is pr very intriguing too. Mm -hmm. Like it has to deal with a lot of like, like shadow governments and like conspiracy theories that they've essentially put into the game, involving like the, obviously triads, Majestic Twelve, the Illuminati, and just the. Uh, like it takes place like in the year 2052 mm -hmm. and involves like a, like a sh shadow factions and a one world government and don't want to give too much of the story away so far since I'm still trying to figure it out myself, okay. but I've been really enjo yeah, enjoying it. And uh, also I've noticed one thing I thought I'd mention like mm -hmm. in the game is that there are some like newspapers and book segments that you can like find like lying on the ground or on a table that you can read to get little snippets of like the lore mm, okay, and like current events within the game story. And one of them is uh, actually like a, let's see a, a sample from, uh, the man who was Thursday by G.K. Chesterton. Oh, nice! Like I'd have to pull, find where the. Let's see, where did I keep? Ah, oh, here it is. From. Let's see. For. It was a. Uh, it's actually a. It's appeared a few times. So okay. along with some other, like uh, book segments. But obviously, the creators were uh, like that. It was uh, 
liked it enough to make a uh, to add in to abolish the abolish God," said Gregory, opening the eye eyes of a fanatic. We do not want to upset a few de despotisms and police regulations. That sort of anarchism does not does exist, but is a mere branch of the nonconformists. We dig deeper and we blow blow you higher. We wish to deny all those arbitrary distinctions of vice and virtue, honor and treachery, upon which mere rebels base themselves. The silly sentimentalists of the French Revolution talked of the rights of man. We hate rights as we hate wrongs. We have abolished right and wrong. And right and wrong, said Syme, with a simple eagerness. I hope you abolish them too. They are much more troublesome to me. Hmm. And like the oh, and then there was another seg segment for that about first of all, what is it really all about? What is it you object to? You want to abolish government? And so, so yeah, I was like seeing hmm. Chesterton mention, yeah, like in a game, yeah. I feel it's like one of those things where you probably wouldn't see that very common theme in in. Most modern video games today, most likely. <laughs> oh yes. Well, actually, kind of. I guess it kind of goes with the theme that uh, the game's leading into about, like the uh, one-world government owning everything, mm -hmm. and well, kind of don't want to get too deep into him. Still, don't think I'm the best uh, interpreter at the moment. But, okay. Yeah, I'm, I'm liking what I'm seeing. Nice. Okay, yeah, and obviously the name. Yeah. Oh, yeah, exactly, Father. Yeah, what is right, what is wrong, what is truth? And, of course, I haven't read The Man Who Was Thursday, but I know a general synopsis of what it's about. Mm -hmm. Something about anarchists. And uh, let's see, that's another one on the list. Nice. Mm -hmm. Very cool. Yeah, I... I had been playing because, uh, as you know, I'm I'm such a massive gamer. Um, I, I had been playing, you know, Harry Potter, uh, Hogwarts Legacy. Nice. And um, but it's it's been so long because this past week, because we had our spring break, and I was you know able to watch you know several movies, but a lot of my time since spring break has started, and really this entire week has been taken over because we're doing, uh, you know, as a teacher, one of the subjects that I teach for juniors is they um is they are learning catholic social teaching this year and so one of their projects is they were assigned a document in a group and then had to split it up in different parts and so i've been trying to you know while they've been you know splitting up one's encyclical and reading you know just parts of it you know i obviously then read all of them and some of them i've obviously read previously but this is also something the project as as far as how i've taught it and that that i have taught it is new like I've actually only taught this in like in class last couple of years. So it's been great for me because I've been actually doing things that I've been wanting to do on my own anyway, which is read a lot more encyclicals and a lot more like, you know, papal documents. And so, mm -hmm. but like my entire week is just basically the last couple of weeks really has just been me reading a lot of documents and, you know, taking notes and getting questions ready and everything. Um, but it's just, uh, yeah, mm. it's been fun. Oh, nice. Yeah. I've been taking up a lot of my time, <laughs> and I haven't been able to play uh, any games or anything like that since then. <laughs> oh yeah, actually, yeah. 
I've kind of been doing the same thing on the side. Mm-hmm. Been reading, uh, let's see, Apologia Pro Vita Sua. Oh. A little bit of Newman. Okay. Already got to the part where he's uh, like a, like a treatise on like Catholic teaching toward mm-hmm. the end of it. Yeah. And nice. the rest of the book was him. Uh, oh, wait, tell him. Tell Matt if he likes Deus Ex. He should check out Human Revolution and Mankind Divided. They are really great. Oh, I'm sure they are. I just need to play the first one first. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, I need to get through this game first. <laughs> yes. And yeah, I'd love to, actually, since I'm already liking the original. I'm sure they get, the sequels are just as good. Mm-hmm. Then mm-hmm. also, I've been reading the... Uh, read through the abolition of man by c.s lewis okay yeah yeah so good that i think i'm gonna read it again nice because it's also very short okay yeah i have i have so many uh c.s lewis like books and like works but i i've it's been more of like that collecting stage like where i've been just been getting a lot of different things and then being like, oh, yeah, can't wait for summer when I actually have the time to, you know, to read these things. Um, <laughs> so this is what I'm going to have to add, probably have to add to my uh, add to my list because this is one that I've actually not read. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, definitely worth it. It's also very short, too. Mm-hmm. Also, I remember Anne Rand apparently was not a fan of it to where she uh, does a uh, bread tube style. Well, like, uh, like live stream, like response. Oh no. Of uh, page for page, essentially calling like, uh, Lewis, an old fool stuck in the middle ages. And, uh, yeah, I was, thought that was funny. Yeah. And that, that was back right, right at the time when it was released. Okay. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Which, uh, oh wait, and rant. Am I right? Uh huh. <laughs> Father Luca coming yeah. in. Oh, man. And then also says Abolition of Man's great work. Oh, yeah, it is. Yeah. Anything else that you've been watching or? Uh, but mean to, uh, Let's see, get into, let's see, Yellowstone. Have you? Not yet. I've okay. watched a few episodes, like at a friend's house. Okay. Like recent ones. Mm-hmm. They've, le- like, he's lent me, like, uh, some of his, like, first season, like, DVDs, like, to check it out myself. Mm-hmm. It's like, and what, I guess it's on Paramount Plus? Yeah. Oh, okay. Or no, um, the so because of the way that they very stupidly, you know, sold their rights. So to watch Yellowstone, you have to have Peacock. Oh, okay. And then you can watch all of the others, like 1923, 1883, and then anything else that Taylor Sheridan has done is on on Paramount Plus. But, um, oh, okay. Yeah. And then right now they're in a break between halves of the fifth season. And so 
the fifth season will continue on in the summer. Like I think May is when it's going to pick back up again. And then the ways to watch that are going to be either to wait for it to come out on Peacock or to watch it on Paramount Network. It's the most confusing thing because of the, the way their rights are working. So basically, if you have a network, like if you have like cable or something, you can actually watch it live, but it's a network. So you have to watch the commercials and, and all that stuff. And so you don't have instant access to uh, to the shows or anything. Um, so it's like, it's the weirdest thing because of the way they, they handled the rights. It was not good. Not good on their part, I would say. Okay, then. then I'll check out, I guess, Peacock. Yeah. Or I'll just watch the watch the DVDs my friend lent me. Yeah. And see if I like If you already have season. them, then yeah, for sure. Go go that route mm-hmm. instead. Because it'll be much less of a headache. All right, Ian. Just wanted to uh, wanted to see if it was still good or like before I invest in a whole I like think it, I think it's really good. Uh, I obviously always give the warning, uh, though, that there's you know obviously you know, heavy language. There's also in the early seasons more so than the later, but there's still you know throughout you know a lot of just you know sexuality and stuff like that, which you know I don't I don't really care for. Um, right. But you know it's still luckily the writing is good enough to though where it's like man if they just took those parts out it would probably be a perfect show a perfect series. But All it's right, good. Then. Yeah. All right. Yeah, I'll check that out. Yeah. Then also, uh, let's see. See, very quickly, I had shared your uh, a link to the stream on Twitter, and see, Carmine DeSanto wanted to know what pizza are you having? Oh, I'm not eating any pizza. It's yeah, I've I've had very limited pizza uh, during during Lent, Um, and it's actually kind of kind of ties into a question that that Dan Crane had had asked a little while ago uh, where he said I love the discussion day 32 of Lent um own your thoughts on enlighten us with your personal experiences so oh. yeah I mean I uh so I've had since Lent has started yeah I've only had pizza twice and it's been like the last week <laughs> all right then and it's been very limited it's been you know basic you know Publix cheese like the four cheese pizza like a few slices and then there's another one where like there's like a three cheese version of it. It's like another generic, you know, it's one that you it's the one that you cook at home. I forget. I forget the name of it. And actually, no lie. There's just three, three. There's three times that I've had pizza. And then the other time it was mellow mushroom because my mom was in town last weekend. And so we ended up getting mellow mushroom for dinner. So but yeah, no pineapple, Derek. No, Derek Douglas coming in with a no oh, pineapple. Okay. You know better. How dare you, Derek? Anyway, anchovies? No, 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 no. Just cheese. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. I won't go into too much detail with what I'm doing, like diet wise. But yeah, I've had no meat in 32 days. Or is it? Are we at 30? Are we at day 32? It's crazy. Can't believe that that tomorrow is Passion Sunday, and that we're about to enter Passion Week, and then the week after is yeah, <laughs> week after that is Holy Week. Oh mm-hmm. my goodness, it's crazy. Like two weeks. Oh yeah, indeed. See, also, I mean to. Uh, I guess we could talk about Gundam. Again. Okay. I guess it depends. Uh, okay, man, how you doing? Doing pretty good. Okay. Oh, okay. Just thought, thought you wanted to add anything or talk about something. Uh, nah, pretty much just sitting here enjoying the uh, listening, talk about the different things. Okay. All right. What pizza have you had recently, K-Man? 
Uh, it's not delivery. <laughs> <laughs> it's Dijon. I had one of their three meat pizzas uh, a couple of days ago. Oh, you're, you're, you're evil. How dare you? <laughs> How dare you? Oh, yeah. I heard you weren't eating. You, you didn't have you haven't had any meat in several weeks and limited pizza. I, I had this meat lovers pizza the other day. Oh, man. <laughs> he, he asked. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah, I appreciate your honesty. Thank you. <laughs> oh, oh wait. General Winkster. Oda is waiting in anticipation for the day when he might have to adjust pineapple pizza. Oh, I hope that day never comes. Uh, let's just say that I, it will be, <laughs> I will, I will treat it as a day of penance if it, if and when that day comes. Uh, for anyone who, who's maybe never watched Friday Night Titus or has no idea what this is referencing. So basically me and Jeremy from Geeks of Gamers, we have a bet going on right now. Uh, you know, he thinks that Mario, the Super Mario Brothers film coming out in about a month or so is is going to make a billion dollars at the box office. I don't think it's going to make a billion dollars. I think it's going to be very successful. I think it's going to make a lot of money, but I don't think it's going to cross a billion just because it's brand new as far as like film franchise. It's a brand new film franchise um, based off of the studio making it and the, the past year, the last really few years that animated films have been released. There really aren't a lot of billion dollar films in the animated sphere to, to look to the last few years. So I'm using like history as my reason. And Jeremy's using passion for his reason because he loves Mario Kart. He loves Nintendo. And so he thinks that that is going to, you know, his logic was the reason why I think it ultimately came up was because the logic he was using on the first FNT when the bet was first like made was that, oh, well, the Switch is the greatest selling console of all time. Like, like he, he was going in that route. I'm like, people who play video games don't don't all watch movies. Like, they don't like if they play a game and then they make a, a movie version of it. Just because there's a million copies sold doesn't mean that those million people are going to go watch the film version. You know, right? And so, like, the lab was the kind of like the, the logic that he was trying to use. And I was just like, uh, I don't really think you know, you know, I don't think I really want to you know go that route instead. So basically, we ended up making a bet where the loser, so if it doesn't make a billion dollars, then that means Jeremy, who also hates pineapple pizza, will have to eat pineapple and pizza on Friday Night Tights. And if it does cross a billion, then I'll have to eat pineapple pizza. On what Friday if it's Tights. at 900, 500? Not a billion. Fair enough. It's got to cross a billion. Yeah. It's, uh, it's got to... Oh, man, I hope it doesn't do that. I hope it doesn't go the route of Jurassic World. <laughs> if it goes the world of Jurassic... Because everyone... If you follow all my box office commentary, y'all know when Jurassic World Dominion was out, there was it, it didn't cross the billion dollar mark until what 10, 11, 12 weeks from its initial release. Like it was very late in its release when it finally crossed it and then it just barely made over a billion. Um cuz I remember I was at people in the comments were just like it's going to cross a billion. I'm like, uh, doesn't seem to be enough steam and it had just enough in certain countries for them to <laughs> to push it oh man yeah father father luca yeah be careful not to mention your disdain of pineapple pizza to your confessor yes yeah <laughs> and derek says five six hundred million tops so i honestly again i think it's going to be successful and obviously i need to have opening weekend i need to have numbers to work with and you know we're well less than a month away actually yeah it's, it's i think it's just a few weeks or two weeks away because i want to say it's getting easter 
um, it's going to be like an Easter release. So they're releasing it early on Wednesday, I think, and then it's going to be released for for all of Easter. And I think, I think they're projecting it to be a hundred million. Yeah. What was you that? I, I think they said it's going to be the fourth since they releasing it a couple of days sooner than what they planned on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So it's going to be yeah. I think April fourth. That sounds about right. So I think they're projecting for the Easter week and opening like week overall until like the next Monday, like a hundred million domestic which is good, but I'm also looking at that and I'm like, yeah, again, not necessarily billion-dollar territory. Hmm. Yeah. So, I guess so. Yeah. I well, got yeah, to wait. Uh, uh, go what? No, I was just saying, uh, yeah, Mario is big, but I was... It is. Trying to see if... Uh, trying to picture... Because I'm kind of having those kind of doubts myself mm-hmm. like uh mm, i mean it's Ma- mario but also minions studio uh i actually don't know yeah but we'll see then again you're also not in a in a bet for for for, for <laughs> <Pineapple> <laughs> on pizza. so you know <laughs> Yeah, because just to give a reference, like this is probably, I think, where it'll be close to matching. So, um, you know, Minions Rise of Gru, which almost made a billion, had an opening domestic of $107 million. And that was in July. So that was over the summer. I probably may, may have even had a holiday. Again, I, I can't think back that far. But even that movie, and it did very well, right? Made $940 million. So some might argue well, Mario is going to do so much better in certain countries. It's like, yes, in certain countries, I could see it overperforming, but then in other countries, it may not do as well, right? There's just no there's no metric for us to really look at as far as the Mario property. For the animated property, this right now is the standard because this was a summer uh, animated release that got a lot of attention, a lot of positive press, and people went to go see it. We... Again, I, that's the reason why I'm looking at this saying, I don't know if it's going to be able to get to the 940. That means because Minions established franchise has built itself up, had a lot of positive word of mouth too. families enjoyed going to see this. The, the numbers kind of speak for themselves. There. I'm not saying it's a good movie. I haven't seen it, um, but obviously families went to go see it again. Mario Kart might appeal to maybe some of the, you know, people our age, right. And in, in that, you know, demographic, but um, I don't know if it's going to be necessarily a big family movie or not. I, again, I don't know. It's it's too it's too hard to say at this point. All right. Yeah. Uh, but we are, you know, getting getting close to the end of time. So I want to give each of y'all just a moment, just to, you know, any last things that y'all want to maybe shout out or, or mention, because I can already see uh, that little little Bubba Bear, Baby Thor, is. Uh, He's playing with his feet right now, so <laughs> he's not. He's he's awake, and he's not fully uh, awake at this point. So Aww. yeah. Uh, so sorry, K man. Anything you want to say to 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 finish off? Uh, not really. Just pretty much give a shout out to everybody that's constantly showing up here and listen, especially to my rambling because I do that a lot. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I know she already left. But I gotta give a shout out to Tina. Absolutely. Uh, pretty much, I'm just glad I was able to make this one. Me too, man. 
Glad for both of y'all I, I will, to be able to be here. Yeah. I, I will say one thing though is that I w- cannot do another one for next week because of the fact that my nephew will kill me if I don't make that game. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay. I'll definitely not make the April uh one, you know, first week. Because <laughs> also I'm I still need to work it out with my wife. So I'm still a I'm I'm leaning towards yes, but I'm still a maybe on the there's an Orlando Geeks and Gamers uh panel in at MegaCon uh, next weekend, next Saturday. So I might be there, but I still need to work that out with the wife because obviously in normal circumstances, it would probably be a easy, okay, yeah, go. Whereas obviously since, you know, she's pregnant with, you know, you know, baby girl, um, we're still like, or, you know, first trimester, you know, she might not be as comfortable with me leaving. Um, but uh, yeah. Anyway, continue. <laughs> I think that's pretty much it. Awesome. Well, K-Man, thank you, as always, for, uh, again, being chosen of a Valhalla member. And uh, y'all can check him out over at xtheboundaries.co. Um, I'll go ahead and should be the, yeah, there we go. Post it in the chat for those that want to go support him. Uh, and good luck with the song release on Monday. Thank you. Yeah, absolutely. And then, uh, Matt, anything you want to say uh, to finish things up or any last uh, comments or shout outs you want to give uh not not really other than just uh just thank you very much for ha- having me on and it was a very very great talking with y'all today yeah. absolutely yeah been a lot of fun mm-hmm. thank you thank y'all both again for being here because uh yeah yeah unfortunately y'all y'all have uh not been very lucky with the scheduling of the of the previous streams so i'm happy to see y'all uh to see yeah. y'all both being able to make it uh, here. And to everyone who's been watching too, thank y'all very much. I did see, uh, you know, obviously Father Father Luke is in the chat. Hail to hail to you, Father. He is he is a member. I uh, was not able to join because he had to celebrate Mass. Very important reason to, to miss the stream, of course, Father. Uh, so thank you again for being in the chat. Also to Laura, the modern major general, who's been hanging out as well. Uh, I know that she was looking forward to, to jumping on today, but... Obviously, things do come up, so thank you for for hanging out nonetheless, and um, and then also of course to I'm trying to think, Mr. Roy, he wasn't able to make it unfortunately today. We we just can't get around, uh, we can't quite schedule that that right. Um, so we're, we're hopefully gonna be able to get there. And then Rosetta uh, was not able to join us today because she is watching. Uh, she's watching her niece. Oh, woof, woof. <laughs> oh. hello. Okay, I viewed it myself because my dogs are. <laughs> I'm seeing if I can distract them. Come here, hey, come here, calm down. Did we? <sighs> no, I think it's because uh, I'm looking at. It looks like looks like the lady Freya has has gotten the the the, the little guy. So. My guess is I can't hear because of the headphones. My guess is that they might be coming down the stairs because sometimes, sometimes Baby Thor wants to see what what Dad does, and <laughs> he's like, oh, "Dad's working." No, I I go see, and then he'll like bump down the stairs so that they might be hearing him like do his little bumping down the stairs and freaking out over that for no reason. <laughs> but they smell nice, so that's a that's a nice change. At least at least I know that I changed or that I, I had at least that positive impact on them today. But. <laughs> They don't smell terrible. Uh, but anyway, back to what I was saying. Uh, I, I lost my train of thought. But to the members, thank y'all uh, for your for your support. 
And then, of course, also huge shout out to, uh, to, to, to Tina as well for hanging out earlier. And yeah, check out the Discord if you want to be able to keep up the conversation with, uh, with her and with other members uh, here as well. And yeah, thank you all again. Oh, uh, Dan Crane, thank you very much. Just came in last minute with a super sticker. Thank you very much. And I love how it describes it. Fun character, fan character, with eyes wide open, blushing. <laughs> so if you're in the YouTube chat, you can actually see it, the image, and you're like, okay, yeah, yeah I, I can see it. Where, whereas if you're not, this is how, <laughs> this is how Restream takes the image and, and describes <laughs> I love it. I love it. Uh, but yeah, Miss Martin Muses, I saw, I saw that you were in the chat earlier as well, so thank you for being here. Jens Jurgensen also... Um, has been a member for 33 months. That, I saw that that just popped up. So thank you, Jens Jurgensen, uh, for for being a member for for so long. And anyway, with all that being said, I guess just any last comments before before we finish this. Just want to give the chance. Speak now or forever hold your peace. I'm good. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> sounds, sounds good. Uh, so I, I mentioned this in the Discord in, in the social post. Uh, no stream tonight. Uh, as whenever I do the chosen streams, I, I try not to overstream. So I'll be taking the evening off. And um, as far as the, the week ahead, Tuesday, obviously, we will have our, our typical Tuesday evening stream. Welcome to Asgard Podcast. And I might miss Friday Night Tights. It depends on whether I'm going to Orlando or not. If I'm going to Orlando, I'll be missing it because I'll be driving at that point. Whereas, um, you know, if I'm not able to go, then I will probably be able to make it to Friday Night Tights. Um, and then on Saturday, um, we <gasps> get... Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Willow, come here. Willow. Willow, come here. No one is down here. Did They just went back <laughs> into the room. Anyway, um, so, yeah, Willow's like, I object. How dare you? You didn't mention me. You should have. You should have made me feel good. Um... Uh, you should have shouted me out. And so I will be streaming Saturday if I'm, again, if I'm not going. If I am going, Saturday is going to be a mixed bag uh, because I don't know what we'll be doing uh, in the evening after the, the panel. So anyway, <laughs> with all that being, the dogs of war, says Father Luca. Yes. Uh, so thank you all very much for being here. Kincaid Rumsky was hanging out over on Rumble. So thank you for hanging out over on Rumble, Kincaid Rumsky. And then Bianca Zombie was there earlier and just said, dudes. And it's like, yep. <laughs> Today, yes. <laughs> That's what happens when, when Laura and Rosetta um, aren't, <laughs> aren't able to jump on. <laughs> but hey, it's better than me just talking to myself. <laughs> so uh, anyway, thank you all very much. Uh, follow social media if you want to keep up with any of the other streams. Also, check out Matt317 on his Twitch channel. It's twitch.com slash Matt317. Yep. There it is. And uh, so go go support him. And uh, I'm trying to think. I always lose my train of thought towards the end. Anyway, you guys are awesome and amazing, beautiful people. I hope you all have a wonderful rest of your Saturday blessed feast of the Annunciation. Mm-hmm. And as always, God bless. Bye, everybody. And now for a huge shout out to all of my 
March Patreon subscribe star and local members at the Keeper of the Bifrost level and above. Starting off with Father Luca Illich, Garrett Searles, Chris from the 80s, who can check out over his YouTube channel by the same name, Jaimeer Ayri Heimison, Joe Horn, Jonathan Carney, Orange at Reviews, you can check out over at his YouTube channel, Laura, the Modern Major General Story, Rosetta Allen, who can check out at her YouTube channel, Eagle Rider, Miss Martin Muses, and you can check her out at her YouTube channel by the same name also. To my subscribe star members, Matt 317, you can check out over at his Twitch channel, Matt317, Fast Reaction, The R, Mr. Roy, J-Rod, The Beer Guru, and ZK Man, who you can find out over at xtheboundaries.co, and lastly, to my locals members, Miss Minnesota Hockey Fan, How About a Hockey Player, J.H. Schwalbach, Brett D. 90 and the amazing lawyer, Robert Barnes. Thank you all very much for supporting me at the Patreon level, Subscribe Star level, and Locals level, Keeper of the Bifrost, and above. If you want your name shouted out at the end of every live stream and uh, every video, make sure to check out the, uh, the the top link in the video description to find out more ways that you can support the channel, including at ways to get access to a podcast and also ways to get access to giveaways that I do on the channel and also, of course, to my coveted Chosen of Valhalla level as well. You guys are all amazing and beautiful people. Hope you have a wonderful rest of your day. And as always, God bless.